Hey everybody, in the clinch, MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network, Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to thank you all for joining us here on the free feed. Make sure to leave us a, a five-star review and uh, subscribe if you haven't already. It helps out the website, helps keep us going and everything like that. Uh, probably not going to have a super long show tonight because uh, we had no, uh, no UFC uh, this past weekend. No MMA of note really at all uh, with the uh, if. AFC and NFC conference finals going on. And, uh, but, uh, we do have a show to preview and, uh, we'll, uh, so Ryan, you mentioned that you want to, you want to do our preview a little bit differently this time. Well, no, no, we're going to do it differently. When I do the rundown, I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, uh, but, uh, I, I will say, I say this all the time, but if you had said to me, if you had written to me thing and said, Hey, uh, don't Google it. Don't pull up topology or anything. What's the main event this weekend? If you had said this to me, like, you know, before you sent me the notes, I, I, I wouldn't have, yeah, I couldn't have done it for a thousand dollars. I'll tell you right now. Like I had no idea. Um, but, uh, it's, it's actually a pretty interesting fight, uh, in the main event. Um, it is an apex main event for sure. Yeah. yeah this is, to me, this is one of those, one of those cards where, the main event should be the co-main event, and the co-main event should be the main event. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because of the four, you know, I would say probably. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, both guys in the co-main are probably bigger than names than the guys in the main. And if you're talking about rankings, it's about the same. I mean, I guess yeah, rank, the, rankings the, the middleweight. Yeah, like the main event or the co-main. The comments slightly, slightly lower, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, in terms of rankings, probably the flyweight fight is the biggest fight on the card, but the the female <laughs> flyweight fight. But I mean, you're not main eventing with that. I mean, you could. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, you could. I mean, you know, it's like nobody's. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody's watching this show, anyways. Um, although you know, there's no football this week, so maybe you know, I don't know. Um, it's it's Pro Bowl, right? But nobody watches the Pro Bowl. That's on Saturday. Um, on Sunday anyway. Plus, plus oh, is it format okay. format? Yeah. Of what, what are they football, doing? Flag football. Flag football and skills competitions now because because you know the the guys. Yeah. That's basically what it's been anyway. It's just two hand touch, touch. For NHL All Star games. Any NHL All Star games going on on Saturday too, and I don't even know what the format is. Like I I think they used to do uh, three on three um, for the divisions. So you had the like there's four divisions and they're doing that, but I don't think that's what they're doing this year. I think it's something else, and I don't even know what it is. They're doing they're doing the gimmick where the captains draft like the NBA. So I I don't know maybe it's two teams. I I really have no idea. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it, but I have no idea what the format is. I just record the BBR and yeah. you know I'll watch it later. But Saturday, uh, no, we got Saturday. I'll be watching UFC. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, me too. Me too. Um, you know I'll watch. I'll probably watch the All Star Game after I watch UFC. So um, yeah, UFC. Honestly, though, this week it's probably the priority for me. There's not much else going on. So um, and uh, yeah, main event is uh, I haven't said it yet. Roman Delidze and Nazardine Imovov. Um, legends in their own country. I mean, this is like a, this would be like a main event for like if they did a fight night in Europe, you know, like they yeah. used to do sometimes. Um, but it's <laughs> like at the apex, do, like they need to do since half the cards bitching about be fighting at the apex already. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, honestly, like if they did this in, you know, I don't know, like you know, somewhere in somewhere in like Germany or something, like they'd probably sell a lot of tickets, you know, and uh, with yeah, and there's a lot of like. Eastern European fighters on the card, and 
you know, you got the Diana Bobito, Muslim Salikov, um, as it Maxim, you know, so it, it would be a good card for that, but no, it's at the apex. And, uh, as a lot of shows are going to be, uh, coming up, I saw, I just got an email about one on March 23rd. I guess that we already knew that one, but, um, Great main event there too. Um, actually, that that one's pr- pr- probably pretty good. Rose Namajunas, but um, yeah. So Nasser Nam- <laughs> Nasser and uh, Roman Delidze. Uh, yeah, what 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 do you think about this fight? Well, first off, two guys coming off losses, so so big. You know, big fight for both of them trying to re- rebound. Neither of them fought in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Delidze hasn't fought since since the uh, March show in London. We lost to Marvin Vittori in a four, ending a four-fight win streak. And Imavov hasn't fought well, he hasn't fought since June. June had that no contest with Chris Curtis for the accidental yeah. clutch ahead. And then and then before that, it was January of last year when he lost to Sean Strickland in the Apex. So so yeah. Second main event for Imov second main event for Imavov, yeah, that's right. First for Delize. So, you know, some new new uh New blood in the main event. Uh, you know, uh, interesting fight. Uh, Delize, primarily a wrestler. Wrestler, you know, good, you know, good, good wrestling. But he's got good hands. A lot of knockout. A lot of last three wins have been by knockout. Knockout, you know, especially his last one was finishing Jack Hermanson. Hermanson, that was an impressive one. But, uh, but yeah, you know, he's he's both good on the feet. Imavov. You know, nine nine finishes, twelve wins. You know, he's his last win was a decision over Joaquin Buckley, but then he finished the last two before that. So, so yeah, you know, they're pretty uh, pretty evenly matched in my opinion. And uh, and yeah, interesting fight. Uh, just I mean, it's uh, you know, winner's gonna stay. You know, kind of in the mix at middleweight. And you need some fresh <laughs> blood, but but loser's gonna take a huge step back, and it's gonna be tough tough to get back in but uh yeah just it's an interesting main event not you know not a super like exciting like matchup but it could be a really good fight and very close i believe on the betting odds when i last looked but uh yeah you know yeah i don't have a ton to say about about it but you know just it's it's a good fight uh imavov is a slight favorite um at minus 150 as uh, as we're recording um i i think there's a good chance that this one doesn't go 25 minutes uh both both these guys have you know shown ability to finish um and uh you know as you said it's an important fight for, for both guys so i think they would want to impress and uh you know get a fight maybe against the top five guy um you know coming off a win here um so we'll see um but uh, for me, you know, and and I I assume this was going to be one of your fights to watch, unless unless you uh, unless you want to talk a little bit more in depth about it. I want to talk. Me, to, like, I want to talk a little bit more in depth about it. Yeah, yeah. The the co-main, which is Renato Moicano and Drew Dober, and yeah. you know, if you've listened to this show before, you know I love Drew Dober, um, and, and yeah. uh, you know he was a guy that underrated had like a really really good twenty twenty two. Uh, not quite as you know. He only fought once or twice in 2023. Uh, lost one, one by knockout. So really, four of his last fights, he's uh, won by knockout. You know, so still pretty damn good record and a very exciting fighter. Um, you know, most of his fights are are finishes. He's only gone to a decision a few times, and uh, yeah, and I'm I think he's uh, 
he's always a guy that's a must watch. You know, he's a great promo, totally likable guy. He's been around forever and he's 35 years old, but he doesn't look it. Uh, you know, he looks like he's 25. And uh, yeah, just a uh, big, big fan. And then Moicano is a guy that, you know, featherweight, he was a contender for years. And then, you know, he moved up and kind of been, you know, he's got a lot of losses. But I mean, man, you look at his last five losses. Like, why is that all his losses? Five? Yeah. Yeah. His, his only five losses have been to basically former champions or, you know, like, I mean, Rafael Desanos, Rafael Fiziev. It's Korean Zombie, Jose Aldo, and Brian Ortega. Like, yeah. <laughs> those are like really big names. And he's beating and he beat guys. Brad Riddell in his yeah, last he's fight. He's beating guys like Calvin Cater and Cub Swanson and Demir Hedzovich. And yeah, Brad Riddell in his last fight. You know, he's yeah. money more time. I got to mute something in the background here. Oh, Paul. Just, you know, I'm going to go ahead and keep on talking. You know, you know, money more Kano, you know. Big, <laughs> wow! Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, there's there's some dead air. There's some dead air. Dead air there. But uh, yeah, yeah. Because I I was trying to talk, but but my conversation was like I needed somebody somebody to talk to other than the listener. Yeah, but sorry about that. Money more. Go ahead with your money point. more. Yeah, yeah. Money more. Kano, you know, very exciting fight, very exciting fighter, and a hell of a promo too. That's a sh- that's one of the yeah. things about this fight being an apex because. Because I mean, both these guys, you know, obviously it's going to be likely going to be an exciting fight. But both these guys, they know how to get the attention of the crowds, you know, afterwards. And uh, and yeah, uh, Moicano, uh, his last what one, two, three, four, five wins have all been by submission. And yeah, the three in the first round, hell, you know, exciting fighter. And then Drew Dober, of course, of course, like you were saying, bunch of bunch of knockouts, and you know, all of his last. Uh, his last seven wins have all been by knock knockout. So, uh, so yeah, these and it's only three rounds when it should be five. Like, like I wish this was five round, but three rounds is going to bring out the craziness in both of them. Both of them, I, you know, it's going to be an exciting fight and fight. And like I said, I really, <laughs> I really wish this was not in the apex and this was in front of fans because it deserves it. And Moicano has been one of those guys who's been, has been like you know saying you know in interviews leading up up this week over the last couple of days. You know, with Ariel Helwani and you know, MMA Junkin, like, like he hates the Apex, and you know, and he said <laughs> the fans hate the Apex. You know, I want to be a fi- fighting in front of fans, not in front of twenty people. You know, and you know, Charles Johnson is another one on the card that I heard talking about it. It's like, it's like get these guys out of the Apex. They want to fight in front of fans because Moicano said it best. Like, like he likes to feed off the energy of the fans, and literally ninety five percent of the fighters will tell you the same thing, same thing. They want that, that crowd, crowd there. They, you know, you know, we're a broken record on this show about getting out of the apex, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, this one, this one is to me, the fight to watch on this card. There, you know, there's been some, uh, conjecture in our little world that we live in about these post event press conferences and what they are and what they aren't. But I would really love for somebody to ask Dana at one of these things, why do you keep going to the apex? Like, I just want to hear his answer. I don't well, know what he'd say, but has people, has someone asked them ever like in all these like, things? Well, maybe not necessarily. I mean, I guess at, I could have when I was there in March, but yeah, maybe not necessarily at a post event scrum. I think he has been asked, but uh, I know, okay. you know, when they were up in Toronto a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and he's doing a, 
his little sit down with Aaron Brodstetter, and Aaron brought it up, and okay. you know he gave the same same answer he's been given for the last year and a half, two years. Like we know we need to get out of the apex and blah blah blah. The same political answer, but yet they still keep going there, keep going there. So yeah. it's like it's like you know I feel like they know, but they also see all the money that they're making, and and they're not really out of a hurry because of that because of that you yeah know? i know it's just that and, i don't even get the money and, thing and it's like they, a, they... and it's like i've been saying on this show for years for years now ever since we started like mm-hmm. like like in this in this con this sentence seems to grow more and more as the days go by go by but they care less about about what the fans think now more than they ever have and that may not necessarily be dana Dana, yeah. you know, Dana yeah. and Hunter Campbell and Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard. Maynard, they may still live in fans, but I'm talking about as a company overall and a lot of this stuff is directed from the top down and some of these decisions are made by people above Dana. But, you know, it's like they care less and less about what the fans think over overall lately. You know, they used to be in the Fertitta days, like, like if you were telling if Lorenzo was listening to the fans and doing it and the fans wanted something, he'd do everything he can to make that happen. And now it's like it's like the fans want something, something, you know, Dana may try to make it happen, but but if he doesn't have final say, then it's like, you know, whatever. And then he just, you know, he'll he'll, you know, come up with whatever kind of corporate answer he wants to give. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a, coming right from Ariel, like or area, uh, uh, area manual then, I guess. But uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, not necessarily area manual, but you know, you know, people who, people who on the corporate side who are, are setting budgets yeah. and all that, you know, maybe, you know, who knows, you know, but, so. but I mean, and I guess it would probably, what it would probably take is for ESPN to kind yeah. of step in and say, yeah. and, you know, and like uh, said, no more of these. Yeah, that's what I kind of said when we were talking about new TV deals. You know, maybe maybe yeah. it takes a TV partner to be like, to tell them. You know, maybe that's a bargaining chip in the next negotiations, and yeah. maybe that you know, maybe it's a strategy that they're you know they're going to load up on these Apex shows, and then they're going to tell the next people, hey, you know what, you pay us more money, we'll we'll go on the road. Yeah, you know, could it be, is. Could yeah. be, you know, it could be yeah. could be a simple thing. A uh, thing of they're trying to get fight nights with site fees too you know and yeah that too. Us, yeah and if you're not going to pay us money we'll just stay at the apex you know yeah that's yeah that could be yeah because i mean yeah you can do a two million dollar gate but hey if you can get another two million dollars in site fee then yeah you know that's four million yeah <laughs> so yeah and, and meanwhile they're getting 13 or more for uh you know and it'll probably be 20 with the next deal uh per show for uh for these fight nights. So yeah. no matter if not even one single fan shows up, it's kind of like the NFL in that way. I mean, the, the buildings could be empty and they're, they're still making profits. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the, the two big fights in the, uh, you know, the main, and the co-main again, you know, guys kind of hovering around the top 10 in uh, both fights, yeah, a little bit lower in the middle with the middle, the lightweights, but, uh, what, uh, you got uh, three fights to watch. I'm looking at this card and it's not bad. I've seen worse, Yeah, but, the- uh, you know, it's, First one, first one on the list is going to be a welterweight fight that's on the main card. Randy Brown against Muslim Salikov. I yeah. I like this matchup too. Randy Brown, he's a uh, coming off coming off a win over Wellington Terman. Terman has won five of his last six with the only loss coming to Jack Jack Della Maddalena. And if you actually look at it, he's he's won seven of his last nine, and the other losses to Vicente Luque. So like he's only he's only losing to top guys and when we saw him 
come in the UFC. He was one of the one of the big guys off of Dana. Dana. He might have been the first or second guy. I think he was Dana. the first. Yeah. 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 Him yeah. or Mickey Gall. Yeah, one of those. I can't remember exactly who was the first, but coming off a day and why he's looking for a fight, it was six and zero. Oh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of struggled at the start of his UFC career. UFC career won three of his first four, but then lost two, two of three. But ever since that loss to Nico Price back in uh, 2018, you know, he's got on this run where he's only lost to Luke and Madalena, and he's improved in front of everybody's eyes, and he's a you know, to the point where he's knocking on the ranking rankings door. Yeah. And then Salikov, he's been in the sport for for a long time. A lot of accolades, a lot of accolades, you know, a uh what is it? He got the gold medal, gold unofficial gold medal in uh, the Olympic Games of Beijing in what in what uh what is it? Wushu. Yeah, oh, wait. that's what it was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, the wushu. You know, all the, you know, lots of kick, kickboxing record, you know, 199 kickboxing bouts, won 185 of them, you know, and then, you know, 19 wins and 23 MMA fights. So lost two of his last three, kind of, you know, you know, kind of, kind of struggling a little, little bit, but uh, this big chance for him to, uh, to bounce back. And he's an exciting well, fighter. To be fair, you know, that last fight, I mean, he was kind of blinded by science, don't you think? What do you mean? Oh, Nicholas Dalby. <laughs> What are you talking about? Sorry, the song T- Thomas Dolby "Blinded by Science." Sorry, I'm, whatever. <laughs> bad, my bad attempt at a joke, but but you know he's actually won. You mentioned seven and nine for Brown, and and um, Salikov's won six of his last eight. So yeah. you know, like so, both these guys are not not yeah, bad. Yeah, uh, another one um, I'm looking at uh, a prelim fight, welterweight fight, uh, Thimba Garimbo against Pete Rodriguez. More so on Garimbo. I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. Eye on if you've uh, uh, kind of listened, if you've been paying attention to the social media. Media. He was talking about how he's a big fan of The Rock. Rock, and he was talking about how he had little little money, and The Rock actually bought him a house. So uh, yeah, yeah. So and then you know, and because he likes Garimbo's story, story, I think he's. Uh, he, I forget what his record off. I don't have it in front of me. I've had a whole lot of stuff. I think he's Rainbow? unbeaten. Eleven and four. Eleven and four. Four. But I think he's unbeaten in the UFC. Or I uh, lost to AJ Fletcher in his debut. Yeah, lost to AJ oh, Fletcher. No. But okay, yeah, yeah, in his debuts. Won his last fight. That was yeah. He had yeah. a fight can canceled too earlier from from this fight. Uh, but yeah, coming off a win over Takashi Sato, and then Pete Rodriguez filling in filling in on short notice. Uh, uh he's got he had a win over uh. Over your boy the Mike legend. Jackson, the Mike Jackson, yeah, in his last fight, you know his his third UFC fight, you know, very kind of inexperienced, only has six professional fights so far, but more so this one to keep an eye on Garimbo. And then my last one, you know, I'm going to go with a middleweight fight on the main card. I ask up Kizriev against Mahmoud Muradov. Uh, I like Kizriev a lot in this fight. He's 14 and 0. Uh, how many finishes is it? Yeah, nine nine finishes coming off a win over, over Dennis Tolulin in his last fight. And then and Mahmoud Muradov, you know, he came in the UFC UFC with a lot of hype. He was, you know, one of Floyd Mayweather. These guys came in with a 22-6 record. You know, won three straight to get, get started and then suffered a couple losses to Gerald Mearshart and Cal Borrello, but bounced back with a win over Brian Barberina in his last fight. And this is a solid matchup here. 
So yeah, those three. All right. And uh, I I think I, I did a quick look and I believe we only got the one undefeated fighter on the card. And that is Azat Maxim uh, fighting well, a flyweight fighting. Too. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I missed that. Uh, yeah. You didn't. And, and you know, this could have been one of your fights to watch too. Real interesting yeah. fight, at, fight at flyweight um, with uh, Charles Johnson. Uh, Maxim's got the one UFC fight. Um, you know, that he split decision win in his in his last fight. And yeah, Alias Keb Kizriev, uh middleweight, Mahmoud Muradov. That's a that's an interesting fight too on the main card. Um it Kizriev is, is he eight, fifteen and oh, fourteen and oh, uh fifteen straight wins because he's got an amateur win, but uh also got a knockout win in his uh UFC debut and uh, and on one on the contender series as well. You look, scroll through his record, he's got a lot of early KOs, so uh, and when we know that uh, Mahmoud Murdoff's got a lot of power too, so there, I'm looking at this card and I see like a lot of fight these fights that could, you know, uh, be explosive, and this might end up being a sneaky, sneaky good card. And uh, 13 fights, but um, they might might not last that long, you know, uh, because they tend to just roll through these uh, apex cards. So, but uh, take us uh, through the rest of this card with how you want to do this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go fight by fight. And I'm going to give people who may be interested in betting odds the current odds of each fight. Okay, so that way I'll give you give you kind of how I feel yeah. about the betting odds. But uh, and before we do our best yeah. bets, but uh, I care the prelims now everything's on ESPN Plus this weekend. Prelims are at four Eastern time. Main cards at seven Eastern time. So we kick off with okay. a Early heavyweight, show. yeah, heavyweight fight. Thomas Peterson. Against Jamal Pogues. Uh, now I'm going off of the betting odds that are listed here on ESPN.com on the card. So, okay. so but whichever book you have, but I think they go, I think they use DraftKings for their odds. But anyway, anyway, so Peterson's a minus 170 favorite. Pogues is a plus 140 underdog. Peterson's making his debut, eight and one. Pogues is 10 and four. I actually like Peterson at that, at that, uh, at that price tag. You know, they're, they're both guys who have to cut to make 265. You know, Peterson last weighed in 264, Pogues at 266. Pogues is a little longer reach, but uh, Peterson's a better wrestler. I think he's going to use his wrestling, and then I like him at, at the minus 170. Then we have a lightweight fight. Landon Quinones against the debut in Markel Medeiros. Medeiros is the favorite. He's a minus 135 favorite. Quinones is plus 115. Yeah, I, I agree with those odds, you know. Medeiros, I would probably slightly favor, but it's pretty much a toss-up, toss-up there on that one. Then we have a women's. This one's a flyweight. Yeah, this one's a flyweight because these ladies kind of bounce around every once in a while between one thirty-five, one twenty-five. But uh, it's uh, Luana Carolina against Julia Stoliarenko. Stoliarenko is minus one twenty-five favorite. Uh, Carolina's plus one hundred five underdog. Yeah, pretty much a pick 'em fight there. Uh, Stoliarenko has gotten a couple of submission wins in a row in a row lately after after some losses and then carolina you know she's solid solid so uh yeah i like 
I tend to, I actually lean towards the underdog on this one. And then, all right, next up, we have a featherweight fight, Jianglong Lee against Blake Builder. Lee's a minus 150 favorite. Builder's at plus 125 underdog. Lee is from the um, the the uh, last road to UFC. Uh, he uh, got a got a win. Builder Builder's coming off a. I wish I had the topology card listed up because most of these guys don't have <laughs> don't have Wikipedia. Wikipedia. I have everything but but that. Uh, I I got them here. What's what are you looking for? He, for Pete? Think... Oh, Builder. Builder. He's Builder eight one and he... one. He's eight one and one. I know that. I got is he coming off coming off a loss to Kyle He's Nelson? Coming off a loss. Yeah. Kyle. One and one in UFC. Yeah. Big upset in that Kyle Nelson fight, if I remember right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, big upset there. Up, upset there. And you know, like I said, Lee Lee, this is his uh second UFC fight, even though his first one was a Road to contender hasn't fought in a year, fought in a year, but a very impressive record. You know, seven seven finishes and ten wins. So there, there's that. There's that. A lot of I, finishes for I, me too. Yeah, yeah. I uh, favor Lee in this one. Then we have a uh, welterweight fight. I talked about Thimba Garimbo against Pete Rodriguez. Garimbo favorite at minus two fifty. Rodriguez plus two five. Garimbo more experience, uh, more more raw talent in my opinion. Opinion. I I favor him. Favor him in that one. Then we have the uh, flyweight fight as at Maxim against Charles Johnson. Uh, Maxim is minus 210 favorite. Johnson's plus 175. Underdog, Maxim undefeated, 17 and 0. Johnson, he's looked solid, solid, but unspectacular. Uh, he's also taken this fight on short notice. Uh, he's lost three in a row. Even So this is a must win, but it's a tough must win. You know, uh, I think Maxim is the play for sure on this, on this one. And then closing out the prelims, uh, this is actually going to be a strawweight. Uh, Molly McCann against Diana Belbita. McCann's minus two seventy five favorite. Belbita's plus two twenty five underdog. You know, I hate to say this because I know Paul's a big Molly McCann fan, but there's <laughs> a lot of value in Belbita at that price. Price. Both these ladies, you know, they're hit. They're hit or miss. I mean, McCann's lost two in a row, but before that, she she had won three in a row, and then before that, she lost two in a row, and they actually fought once before back in 2019, and McCann won won a decision. But since then, since then, she's three and four, and Belbita, Belbita, since then, she's what two and two. Two, two and, three. and three, two and three, two and three. Yeah. yeah, two and three. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I just, you know, let's just say neither one of them are great. Neither one of them are even title <laughs> contenders. But, but at those, at those odds, like I would, I would look at at Belbita, you know, even though she's got the loss to uh, McCann in the past. But I just think, I think she's just, you know, a little better right now. And then uh, on to the main card. Kicks off with the welterweight fight. Gilbert Urbina against Charles Radke. Urbina's minus 210 favorite. Radke's plus 175 underdog. I think you know, Radke's one of those guys from the Australia Australia card yep. who made, who made uh, some unfortunate comments, which kind of hindered him because, because he had a good showing in beating Blood Diamond on that card. Even though Blood Diamond's not great of a fighter but uh it's one five in a row uh you know 
and a solid, pretty solid record. And then Gilbert Urbina is uh, coming off a win over Orion Koske, but before that lost uh, lost to Brian Battle in Ultimate Fighter finale. It's been, you know, been kind of inactive. Only one fight, only one official fight in the last uh, well, two, only two fi- official fights since uh, 2019. So going on, you know, over four years. So, uh, you know, at plus 175, Radke, you know, I think he's worth a flyer on that one. Then we have the middleweight fight. You know, since, yeah. since, I was just going to say, sorry, since Serbina yeah, lost if, to Battle, he's only it, fought and, once, and Battle's won, yeah. fought five times. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Paul, feel, feel, you know, if you have any thoughts on some of these odds, feel, feel free to chime in at any time. Yep. Anytime. So, yeah. All right. And then, yeah, I should have told you that ahead of time. Uh, but anyway, next we have middleweight fight. Ali Askev, Kizriev. It's Mac Murdov that I talked about. Kizri is minus 175. Mac Murdov is plus 145. You know, those odds are those odds are right, in my opinion. Kizri undefeated, but he's got uh, less UFC experience. But uh, but I, I do favor him, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, nine finishes out of 14 win, wins. The only downside is he has that only just the one single UFC fight, whereas Murdov has – a lot of experience, but uh, but yeah, I favor Kizriev in this one. Uh, then we have the women's flyweight fight: Vivian Arujo against Natalia Silva. Uh, Silva's the favorite, minus three fifty favorite over Araji is plus two seventy underdog. Now those odds are surprising to me, and I think Araji yes. is a is a good bet at that. Silva has won ten straight ten straight fights, including four in a row in the UFC. Has looked really good. UFC. He's got two finishes, but Rujo, she's fought some of the biggest names in, in the divi- division. Coming off a win over Jennifer Maya, but she's also fought Amanda Hebas, Alexa Grasso, Andrea Lee, Caitlin Chukagian, Roxanne Modafferi, Jessica I, Alexis Davis. You know, she's got a lot of a lot of experience. And and uh and Silva, yeah, Silva is an upcoming upcoming uh tap talent in the division but and Araji is actually ranked higher but this is one of those fights where you know you kind of have that design of of it's supposed to be a big showcase win for Silva but but Araji especially at those odds plus 270 she's worth a bet in my opinion and uh so I, I, I would say more often upset. than not I would say more often than not in UFC when you see someone in that 200 to 3 plus 200 to plus 300 range there's usually value in those. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but but uh, you know the ones that are in the one hundreds, those are usually right, and the ones that are like big favorites, those are usually right. But it's you can make money on these two hundred to three hundred ones. Yeah, exactly. So, like you said, I agree. Yeah, I agree the on same. the Arujo, though. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, and then and the, you could say the same thing for the next fight, which is one of my fights to watch. The yep. the welterweight fight, Randy Brown against Muslim Salikov. You know, we talked about Brown being on. Be you know looking better recently, and he's the minus two sixty favorite. Salikov's plus two ten. A lot of value in Salikov at that at that plus two ten. Uh, I yep. I do personally favor Brown, but uh, this is a close one, and Salikov does have a lot of power and, and the ability to finish fights. So uh, so yeah, that's a that, you know when it comes to to what you're looking at as far as betting, Salikov is at that price tag is somebody to look at too. And then uh, next mm-hmm. co-main event, Renato Moicano against Drew Dover. Moicano's the favorite, minus 180, and Drew Dover's plus 150. Like we said, this fight is a crazy matchup, and they both are going to go for the finish and both going for the kill. So, so you know, I lean 
towards Moicano winning this, but Dober at plus one fifty. If you're making a bet, and the fact with his power, power like, like you know, I don't blame you if you want to put money down, and I think it'd be a good, good bet. But but yeah, I, I also think you know that one inside the distance is you know yes you know is yeah. is a good bet as well on that. So. We'll, we'll be getting to this one on my uh, on my uh, on my uh, props. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. Props, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then and then the main event, uh Roman Delice against Nasratin Imavov at 185 pounds. Imavov, to my surprise, is actually the favorite, minus one seventy, and uh Delice plus one forty. At that at those odds, I lean I lean towards Delice. He's been he's looked much better recently. Uh you know, aside from that loss to Vittoria, but he he had won four in a row before then, three finishes before then. And you know, Imavov winless in his last two, hasn't been super active, very talented, but uh but yeah, I, you know, I tend to favor Delice at the at those odds, but I think it'll be a very a very high level and hotly contested main event. Yeah, I agree. I uh that one that one's almost a pick 'em, so you're getting value at the plus one forty. Um, all right, you ready for my uh, my props? Yeah, yeah. Let me pull up my little document here. Yeah, I got, I'm ready for you. All right. I mentioned earlier that I think there's going to be a lot of finishes on this card, and uh, so actually, all of mine are are that. Uh, I got Molly McCann winning inside the distance. So I'm going against you because you said Belbita was a good value, and uh, you know, and maybe she is uh, at uh, what, what did we say it was uh, 225. And of, of course, that's what I said. You know, people in the 200 to 300 range are good bets, but I like Molly McCann. If she's going to win, it's going to be in the distance. Um, okay. And I got Mo um, Moicano and Drew Dober. I'm just going to predict this fight is going to not last 15 minutes, so it's going to end. Uh, before the, you know, I guess you would go maybe under two and a half or under three. Like I, someone's finishing somebody in that fight, I believe. And uh, and I also say uh, Demba Garimbo. We'll, 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 put, we'll put on we'll put on that one does not go the distance because I think that's yeah. a, I think that's actually yeah, a prop bet for a fight to yeah. not go the distance. Yeah, so that's what we're going with. And Garimbo and Pete Rodriguez. That one's going to end in the first. I'm 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 saying that, and it could be either guy. Probably Garimbo, but I'll just be safe and say uh, in inside the first round. And I know that's a prop for sure. Yeah, so those are my two. Yeah, I was, I was looking. I was looking up props before we had it, and just to see exactly what you can bet on. Because sometimes I get confused. But yeah, there's yeah. you know does not go the distance, or you know just fight ends in the first round. Doesn't matter who wins. You know. Yeah. So you know, yeah. for me, okay. So of course now I'm doing two props in a parlay in a five five parlay. My two props. I have a Kizriev by TKO. And then I have Vivian Arujo and Natalia Silva going over two and a half rounds. I think it'll go the distance on that one. And then for my five fight parlay, parlay, this one's going to be interesting because I got a couple of underdogs in this. But I'm going uh, Roman Delize, Hanato Moicano, Viviana Arujo, Simba Garimbo, and uh, Thomas Peterson. So. Ryujo, Gimbo, Peterson. I'm writing these down too. So go that man. A fifty dollar bet on that one's gonna get you about two grand, I think. Yeah. So did you do you, sometimes you work out the odds? Did you do it this time or no? I didn't do it this time. I was about Okay, to so you know what? Check our Discord. I'll put I'll put a bet on this one and I'll post what the uh what the what the potential winnings are. But yeah. my gut tells me it's gonna be about two grand on a fifty dollar bet. So we'll see what happens. Um so yeah, big 
big uh, card, 13 fights, as you just uh, ran down. And I like the way you did this with the odds. And I'll make sure to get the MMA, uh, uh, the ESPN one up next time so that I can uh, follow along with you and, you know, fill in some thoughts when I have. I've got it up now. And, I, yeah, I like the way they do it where you got the odds right there. But, yeah, it does suck that they don't really show any of the fighter results or anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, so from the Apex on uh, Saturday afternoon into the evening. And, uh, yeah, so check, follow me and Ryan on Twitter and uh, check the Discord, and uh, we can all talk about it. So uh, that is that. And then not only that, but there are there is some other uh, MMA this weekend uh, on the regional scene. We got a uh, – uh, one's got one of their minor shows on uh, Friday – uh, my birthday, Friday uh, Friday night, or Friday morning, 7.30 Eastern from Bangkok. Um, no, nothing big there. Uh, Triller has an XKO fight from Dallas, your neck of the woods, uh, at 8 p.m. on uh, Friday, Friday night. Uh, we got Samurai Chapter 9 uh, for, on UFC Fight Pass from Quebec. Never heard of that one. Uh, don't know if you know anything about them. Uh, Tough Enough, 135 uh, from Las Vegas. Is that the where Ronda Rousey started her career in that promotion? I think. Yeah, yeah a lot of Vegas. a lot of people, a lot of people. Started, yeah, started yeah. That's uh, I haven't seen them on Fight Pass though, so I don't know if that's new. But Friday night at 10 p.m. Eastern on UFC Fight Pass. They've been, been, on, been on them ever since they kind of did, since they kind of started doing more pro fights because it used to strictly oh, okay. be am- amateur. Oh yeah, it was fights. amateurs. Yeah. Yeah. So. I was just looking at the uh, the card because I saw Marquez in the main event, and I thought maybe it was uh, the UFC fighter, but no, obviously not. No, uh, no, nobody, nobody of note on that card. Uh, Lux Fight League on uh, Friday night as well, 10 p.m. Eastern on UFC Fight Pass from Pueblo, Mexico, and uh, Road to UFC on Saturday. What the yeah, hell is I forgot this? to mention. It. I forgot to mention yeah. that they're uh, they're also doing Road to UFC finals from this past edition of it oh yeah the 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 show from a southeast asia yeah yeah they were supposed to do do them in in, in that uh, card that was moved in just early december right that, or late yeah, late november yeah. yeah and then so they're doing this as a separate show last time they did the road to ufc they uh they did them actually on a ufc main car yeah ufc card so, so technically, all those fights were UFC bouts. I didn't think they wanted it that way, that way. But, uh, but yeah, they got uh, Rong oh in it, in it, and he's a he used to fight in the UFC, but was cut after a loss, loss to uh, Ignacio Bahamondes. But yeah, only three fights because they had one fallout. The one thirty five, one fell out. Yija is fighting on the card as well, and he he's fought in the UFC as well before. Uh, he fought young yeah. young Jung Lee. That's fighting on this card. Uh, but uh, yeah, this oh, yeah, is, that's, so, yeah, same guy. That's right. Yeah. So this that's is right. Friday uh, for Saturday. Everyone, <laughs> it's it, there. It's happening right after the UFC the UFC show yeah. ends on Saturday night. So yeah, eleven thirty p.m. Eastern. There's going to be like there might be negative people in the building for this show. <laughs> um, that's a. Uh, I, I I just I'm amazed, um, but yeah, I guess they're putting it on late so for the crowd, you know, for the audience out in uh, 
out in Southeast Asia, you know, that, that might be tuning in that's been following this series. So, um, and uh, yeah, and that's it. I think uh, Fury Challenger series on YouTube, but that's not like one of the main ones that they put on Fight Pass. So probably guys trying to get onto those main cards, but yeah, that's about it. I don't know if there's anyone, any other ones that you noticed that I missed. No, okay. I think I got everything. No. Okay. Uh, All right. So that is, I think we got everything in busy, busy weekend on uh, fight pass for sure. Um, all right. Yeah, and uh, sure. we, we got to talk about, I mentioned one, but uh, they've got some issues. Well, I mean, I would say there's some issues. There's a, there's a lot of just stuff going on. Honestly, it seems it's mostly like stuff on social media, but even it seems like there's a lot of fighters who are very frustrated with the promotion promotion. And of course we've talked about how, how there's uh, some, uh, you know, people, a lot of people speculating about their money issues and they just brought their former, uh, the guy, Victor Tui, who used to kind of run yeah. it, run it. They just brought him back to day. And, and, you know, when, when they were, when it was run under him, needs him, needs him. There was a lot of issues. Let's just put you, put you that way, that way. And then on this past card that they had, there was an issue with Sage Northcutt. He was supposed to fight Shinya Aoki, but literally like an hour before the show, show they they notify Northcutt that Uriah Faber and somebody else that, that had flown out to be his corners, their visas weren't approved, so they had to be taken to the airport and whisked right back away to America. And it, and you know and so Northcutt they offered to get Northcutt just some local coaches to be in his corner. And so Northcutt ended up not fighting Aoki and John Lineker, who just happened to weigh in, weigh in at the weigh-ins just in case something happened somewhere, somewhere ended up fighting Aoki because of, but Lineker only weighed 151 and Aoki weighed like 170. So, so it was an open weight fight with Aoki having like a 20 pound weight advantage. He just ran through Lineker and submitted him easily. And just, just a lot of bullshit kind of going on there and just just Jeez. you know their their whole chances for survival survival are starting to look sli- slimmer by the day so yeah they just had a card so this just past, kind of, I mean, what you're talking about all happened this past weekend on uh yeah their, their debut in uh, uh Tokyo yeah I think. so yeah I think it's their man. debut yeah i don't think it was their debut there but oh okay yeah, that's the one we talked about last week, though, with Sexyama fighting and uh, Martin yeah, Wayne. He Garrison lost in the on. first round. Yeah, yeah. So. I I totally forgot about that, but yeah, and and yeah, and Sage Northcutt uh, did not fight. Um, yeah, Shinya <laughs> Yoki. Good lord, still going. Um, so yeah, that uh, I I don't really like the prospects of one. I mean, I I gotta say, I used to love this promotion, and I used to watch all their cards and. Just the last few years, it's you know as they have been trying to break through in North America, it's just just not happening. I don't know. Yeah, there's they have champions complaining about not getting booked at all, and just it's just yeah. a mess that they have going on. And it's more so, oh, it's more so, it's more so stuff like like you really have to follow one on social media to kind of get a grasp of. Yeah, yeah. The, the the fights themselves are usually pretty good, but it's just uh yeah, it's a hard hard company to follow. Too bad for them. Um all right, we got some news. Um and uh we got some more details on Kayla Harrison in the UFC, which was our breaking yeah. news last week that we yeah, kicked off I mean, the show with. I mean, I don't necessarily want to say it's more details, but uh 
the biggest concern that, that everybody has, of course, and we yeah, talked, yeah, yeah. we talked about it was whether she can make 135. And Dana White has claimed that she has already done a cut to 135 and made it. Whether that's okay. true or not, who the hell knows? Kayla hasn't Kayla hasn't said anything publicly publicly. I think she was supposed to do do an interview with Ariel Hawani that got canceled last moment for whatever reason. They didn't say they didn't say. So we really haven't haven't heard anything from her. I know Holly Holm came out and said that if she misses weight, like Holm won't fight her. But uh but yeah, hmm. a lot of but you know, that's that's gonna be the biggest question there. And honestly, like like if Kayla thinks she can make one thirty five and she has that, you know, the UFC Performance Institute Institute, which is available all fighters, you know, who have who are currently under the roster under the UFC roster, and I think they even still help out fighters who used to be on the roster but weren't there, but still come in and, and train with UFC fighters. They have the best nutritionists that they can that they can that money can get when it comes to MMA nutrition. So. And all these kind of doctors who can do all sorts of tests, all sorts of tests, and 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 can tell you, you know, that that you can make it. I don't think they would run the risk of having Kayla fight at one thirty-five if nobody there believed that that she could that she couldn't yeah. make it. Make it. She's I, gonna I have the, she's gonna have the best care, best care. They'll set up nutrition packages for every everything like the UFC. They're not going to invest in Kayla Harrison and put her at 135 if they don't believe that she can make it. I, I will say that if they thought that it was even going to be a challenge, they would have just booked it at 140. You know, like they would have done a 140 pound catch weight, see how just she does, see if she has any issues getting to 140, and then try to do 135 in the next fight. Yeah. So by them going right to 135, that tells me that they're pretty confident. Yeah, and then so, and of course now Cyborg or or her. Husband who's run who does her Twitter account, everybody th- thinks you're talking cyborg. Uh, coming out today, talking about how she's having issues in negotiations with PFL, PFL, and all of course that, she is, all that. So she's even talking about wanting to go back to UFC after all this. So, which well, I mean, she's gonna have to get to 135, no yeah, question. Yeah, that's gonna be, yeah. yeah, she's gonna have to go to one, 135, and something that I don't have listed, but uh, you know, but. This past week, we saw a lot of belt, a lot of fighters who were signed to Bellator, whose contracts were bought, whose contracts were absorbed by PFL, and the whole thing. A lot of them were being released. So, oh. so hmm. there's, you know, a lot of fighters who aren't going to be in the, in the PFL season, were getting released. Mm-hmm. I know, I know Josh Hill, Sydney Outlaw. Alejandro Lara, a couple other fe- wow. female fighters. There were several, there. several notable fighters that got released, released from their deals, and a couple of them were outspoken because they believed that that PFL was going to be bringing them on and at least keeping them on the on the Bellator cards, which you know they're only running eight Bellator show, shows, yeah. and I, it kind of feels like those Bellator shows are going to be, you know, a couple of named fighters from Bellator on top and. A bunch of locals, local fighters, local yeah. fighters like they fighters always below. do on these European shows. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so. what those European shows are. Um, so. Josh Hill and Alejandro Lara out of the, out of that list are two that I think UFC should snap up. But um, yeah. Josh Hill, I mean, he's got a great record, good fighter. Um, you know, kind of a friend of a friend of us. So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, keep an eye on that and keep an eye on Kayla. I mean, that's coming up. I mean, what? Uh, what just under three, two months away, right? 
Yeah, about two and a half months. Yeah, but yeah, well, so, uh, eleven weeks from now because this is the uh, this coming Saturday is the first 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 UFC in a stretch of at least eleven straight weeks going through UFC two hundred. Good you know, lord, it could be longer than that because we haven't heard if there's a show on April twentieth or not. I know there UFC three hundred is April thirteenth, and there's a show on April twenty seventh, but I haven't heard about April twentieth. So could be at least eleven weeks. Could be even longer than that. So. Well, we've we we're four we're four 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 or five weeks into this into the season now, and we've we've had two weeks off, so uh, or three weeks off. So that. Uh, we're we're doing for a lot. I appreciate my weeks off, though. <laughs> yeah, but but now we're gonna pay for it. Yeah. Uh, over the next yeah. eleven weeks. Um. All right. Ala Alexandre Pantoja has a title yeah. defense. Up. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. Uh, he said his next fight, his next title defense, is going to be at UFC 301 in uh, May 4th, I believe is the date, in uh, in Brazil, which okay. is interesting that they're putting that that date because. You would assume whoever, if Brandon Moreno wins in Mexico City, that he's the number one contender. But then we're talking about that's a that's an awfully quick turnaround of just yeah just barely two months, and and who know who knows if he's going to be available. And then if you take him out of the equation, who is there really? Like I don't know, you know, flyweight. I mean, there's no clear cut after that. I mean, you got. You know the the whole Matthias Nicolau and Manel Cop fight falling apart. That kind of hurt that. Uh, I mean, Kaikar Francis coming off a loss. You know, maybe you go to go to Amir Albazi. He was supposed to fight Moreno and pulled out because of injury. I don't know that you go to him. Him if he's especially if he's not healthy. So, I mean, Nicolau may be the next option. But you know, but uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, kind I of mean, I, I see our. Mohamed Kaev, if he comes out this week, I mean, he might be the or no, he's well, not fighting. Mohamed is not fighting. About... Yeah, he's yeah. not fighting. Fighting, you know, he's supposed to fight. He was supposed to fight on the Saudi Arabia card March second, but with that being moved, don't know if he's actually on that show or not. Still, so could could be him. So yeah, I seems I mean, that's early. The... That's early. That's yeah. early. Early it's, it kind of seems dangerous to commit to Pantoja fighting on that car card without you know. A set could, opponent. Could he be speaking out of churn? I don't think so. I don't oh, think okay. so. I mean, it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense to put him on the car. If you're going to have a, a, a pay-per-view in Brazil, you're going to want Brazilian champions on there. And it's only it's just him. who's going to fight. Yeah. It's him and Alex Pereira. That's it for Brazilian champions. So True. it's a matter yeah. of who he's going to fight. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Probably find out soon. Yeah. Um, no, nah, probably right, find Find out maybe in a month. You know, we'll see how okay. Marino comes out. So. All right. Uh, UFC Atlantic City lost its main event. Yeah, it's supposed to be Sean Brady against Vicente Luque. They haven't officially announced that it's off, but but I have heard that it's off. That is, that in fact it was never actually signed. So oh, so I I might have been an injury issue or an issue with. Definitely an issue with one of the fighters. I haven't heard the exact reason, but I've heard it's not happening. So they're in need of a new main event for when, that When's that card? Uh, uh, March thirtieth. Okay, so we got time. Too got much a little away. bit of a little, little bit of time, and I would say worst case scenario, I know they stacked UFC two ninety nine for a reason, but there's two pretty big fights on the prelims: the uh, Curtis Blades and Jalton Almeida, and the Matus Gamero and Rafael Dos Anjos. I mean, you could 
you could move one of those fights to Atlantic City if you need to to headline, and it won't hurt UFC 299 at all. So yeah, either one of those fights would be solid. Even even City. if you move Piotr Jan and Song Yudong, you know, has a, have they put tickets on sale for that show yet? For Atlantic City, I don't think so. Okay, so they got to name a main event soon then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So probably, probably here. Yeah, probably here soon. You know, we'll get a press release. You know, with that. So probably in the next. Probably by the time we record next. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Oh yeah. And this I know. Uh. UFC two ninety eight. They're going. Uh. They're trying the ten dollar discount again. Yeah. They're trying the ten dollar discount that they did. Same thing they did with uh, UFC two ninety seven, where if you order by eleven fifty nine Pacific time, on the Monday before the show, you get it for ten dollars off. So. Uh, so yeah, gonna be kind of interesting how they do that. How they do that. Obviously, they're doing this because of, because, because you know, there's been a lot of complaints about price increases over the last last few years, and and you know they didn't increase they didn't increase this year. And I remember them s- sending out surveys surveys last year about you know possibly discounting shows and some of these shows that that they feel like maybe be might be hard sales. You know they're doing a discount if you buy by by a certain period. The interesting thing to me will be coming up is uh, I don't imagine they're going to do this for UFC 300, and it'd be interesting to see if they had to do this for UFC 299 because because that's a that's a big card with Sean O'Malley in his first headliner. Yeah. So, so that'd be inter- interesting. And yeah, they did it for UFC 297 seven, but this card the 298 card is actually you know. Granted, you only have one title fight as opposed to two, but this card's probably better than that one. Yeah. Uh, definitely the main card is. I mean, you got Volkanovski, Topuria, Robert Whitaker, and Paulo Costa in the co-main, Jeff Neal against Ian Gary, Murad Devalishvili against Henry Cejudo. Like, like those are stronger than than the those four right there are stronger than the uh than the Toronto main card. And then Anthony Hernandez and Roman Kopilov as the fifth main card fight. Like that's a that's a solid card, you know. It's not it's better than the Toronto, not as good as two ninety nine, not as good as three hundred, but uh so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they do uh price wise for the rest of the year. Yeah. But, but you know, the fact that they're Absolutely. doing it again again tells me that, you know, maybe it worked a little bit the first time. So we'll see. I think it probably did because all indications are that show did better than expected. Um, you know, I know the uh, prelims had got a good number um, and uh, you know, there, it was trending, you know, as, as a pretty good show. And that was on a night with tough competition. So um, I think the Sean Strickland stuff, he's got a fan base. Um, you know, so. I don't know that did that super well because, because, you know, as close as we talked about, and I talked about it in, in the, the Observer newsletter: the fact that Dana was Dana scored the fight for Strickland, Strickland in a split decision, but immediately said no immediate rematch. We're going to somebody else. Kind of tells me that like the business numbers weren't weren't there. Well, that to, could also that could also be that they were up. You know that you had sponsors. Could, you you could have been that upset up last week. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been. You know, I think. I think the. I think you know. I don't. I can't well, say probably, this for. Hundred percent certainty, but I think there was a little pushback, and and while Dana will okay. say, "Hey, we're we're all about free speech, free speech," which I don't know, you know, 
depending on who you asked, that may or may not be bullshit. But, but I think there was enough pushback to where they were like fearful and, and, you know, it might be a moment before we see Sean Strickland, Strickland, like in a, in a non, non ESPN plus kind of card situation, non apex yeah. card. Yeah. Uh, Charles Radke's fighting this weekend, so that tells you there is a little bit of free speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not gonna. I mean, those guys yeah. got their talking to, and they they actually apologized immediately. Yeah. It's not. It's not like you know the whole Sean Strickland stuff, and then no, he'll never apologize. Then, yeah. So. Um, all right. Well, we'll see. I, I uh, we'll probably never find out how that show did, but uh, you know, if they keep doing this ten dollar off thing, that's probably an indication that. At least they think it's working in some. They way. think it's working, and and also an indication that that you know we we, we went too quick on our price hikes on stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, they went up every year for what like six straight years, so yeah, it's a yeah. Bit, bit of a market correction. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, first Bellator show of the new era, and I I took a look, and man, this they got a one fight, and it's gonna be a massacre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Corey, it's Corey a, Anderson and Carl Moore. Yeah, Good for man. the for the now vacant light heavyweight title, it's going to be in Belfast on a yeah. March, March I think. Yeah. So, so this this card's going to have you know all your, um, you know your fight blast gym fighters on it. Uh, no doubt, you know you're going to get that that female fighter that seems to be on all those all those cards and. Uh, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on some of these names, but they're on yeah. every one of these Ireland cards. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah. And the thing about it is, you don't necessarily know because you don't know who who PFL is keeping and what's not either. So, well, no, but like a lot of them are are uh, you know are 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 local fighters. So decent fighters, chance but, that. But yeah, they, but like people like Liam McC- McCord and Charlie Ward and all that, they were they were signed to Bellator, so we don't necessarily know if they're true. sticking yeah. around. You know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're uh, they, that's uh, they're off to an uh, interesting start. Yeah, Brian yeah. Moore, another name you know that we see on these cards. Peter Queeley, yeah. uh, maybe James Gallagher. Um, you know, these are the kind of guys you're going to see probably on this card. Will Flurry, yeah. Yeah, and, so, uh, and uh, uh, Don Davis said uh, said the schedule for PFL slash Bellator this year is ten PFL season events. Eight Bellator uh, European Series events, uh, two two pay per view super cards as they call it, as they call it, and then a, and then he didn't say an unspecified number of PFL Europe shows. So yeah, yeah well I guess they'll be kicking off. We didn't. Uh, so oh, the name I was trying to think of, I just had it here. Sinead Cavanaugh. Yeah, that's the the one that's on all yeah. these Ireland cards. Uh, so this is. Um, I had the date up here, and then I, I got interested in March twenty second. On yeah. uh, and no, I would think um, that this show will air probably won't even air in the U.S., but it'll air, it'll air on like Spike in the U.K. and some of their international deals would be my guess. Yeah. Maybe it'll be on YouTube or something. Maybe it'll be on DAZN. I don't know for sure. They oh DAZN, yeah, that's a, that's a good they bet. haven't announced yeah. anything. But, so yeah. But uh, yeah, so they're uh, you know they're running shows, I guess, and we haven't got a PFL schedule yet, but we should be getting that soon. I would yeah, they think. said it starts in April. in April. They said it yeah. starts in April. Yeah, I know that much. Okay, well, keep post. We'll keep you posted here, and uh, we'll uh, watch these shows. Some of these shows, I would imagine, but probably not all of them. Um, all right, we got some fight announcements to close the show, yeah, and not, uh, run, not, not a whole lot this, this week. Uh, this week, all UFC, but. Um, 
uh, UFC 299 on uh, March 9th. Uh, Joanne Wood against Marina Morose. It's a rematch mm-hmm. from uh, Morose's debut when she upset, you know, Wood when she was going by Joanne Calderwood. But uh, is that strawweight? Yeah, uh, no. no, one 125 flyweight. 125 okay, flyweight. Flyweight. All right. All right. UFC Fight Night on March 23rd. Uh, a disappointment, uh, Muhammad Usman, he's on the card. He was originally supposed to fight Chris Barnett, but we don't know what happened. Barnett's not fighting on the show. Uh, Usman's going to be fighting Mick Parkin instead. Uh, right. We have Edmund Shabazian uh, returning against Dusko Todorovic, and then Carl Williams against Junior Taffa. UFC Fight Night, April 6th. Uh, we have Trevor Peak against Charlie Campbell and Alating Hale against Victor Hugo. Uh, we got a pair of fights added to UFC 300, April 13th. Sadiq Youssef against Diego Lopez. That's a that's a good fight and a big big spotlight fight for Lopez against a tough ranked opponent. And then Jessica Andrade against Marina Rodriguez. And then UFC fight. Yeah. And then UFC 301. Uh, May 4th, Rio de Janeiro, Joaquin Silva against Tricar Close. All right. So, uh, yeah, getting into uh, May already. Jeez, yeah. it feels like the year just started, and that's like halfway through the year. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, just about it. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned the Observer, so uh, tell the people about where they can find your stuff, including that awesome Observer coverage. Yeah, yeah, if you can. Yeah, I'm in the Wrestling Observer newsletter this week. It's a big issue. Because of everything going going on over in WWE, you know, some something like forty seven thousand words. If you can make it through it, you'll find my coverage in there. In there of uh, you're you're actually pretty early on in the issue this week. Of, uh, yeah, well, it was the pay per view show, so uh, yeah, so yeah, and, you know, and and people who don't think think that we over there at the Observer call out UFC on stuff. Yes, I did call out about the Sean Strickland stuff in there. So mm-hmm. read all about it. And then, uh, you know, I, I gave my thoughts on thoughts on stuff, and my and my thoughts on on media and what's right and what's wrong. You know, I don't need people like Josh Thompson telling me what the MMA media's job is because he doesn't know what it is. Um, and then also in the, the front page coverage of all UFC events is starting back up this week. This weekend on the front page of uh, WrestlingObserver.com, FigureFourOnline.com, all this and that. So yeah. And then Twitter, All right. Ryan J. Frederick. All right. Now I'm on uh, Twitter slash X at Paul Ace Fontaine. I'll be uh, hopefully tweeting this weekend on the uh, watching the UFC show. I'll probably try to watch it it's close to live anyways. And, uh, and, and yeah, and uh, I also do the dynamite show on uh, later tonight on the fight game media YouTube channel. And it'll be in your audio feed tomorrow morning, myself and Jeff Hawkins breaking down dynamite. And thank God, I don't have to talk about Vince McMahon on any of these shows. Cause let's I, not talk about him here. <laughs> no, no, no. Even though he's allegedly has something to do with uh, UFC, but um, I, uh, and you know, last week we closed off the show with uh, some breaking news. So I thought, why don't we close off this show with some breaking news? Or we opened the show with breaking news last week. So are you ready? I I don't think you knew about this, that that I have some breaking news for us for this week. Did you know? All right, here we go. Get ready. Ah, just a little joke. So, (laughs) Ryan... (laughs) Why don't you take us home like you always do? 
I don't know what the hell that was, and I apologize. <laughs> but uh, if you're still listening after that, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Have a great week. Later. <laughs> this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.